What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Luke chapter 10. And so, really, there's just a lot of good that lifted for us. We're just kind of going to march through the chapter. And as we uh, read with you, we'll kind of pause and reflect for a mm-hmm. minute on uh, what lifted from the Holy Spirit. So let's kick it off with verse 1. Let's. And uh, just read the first couple of verses for you. It says, Luke 10, verse 1 through 4. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lamb among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. So, what I appreciate about this is initially Jesus Christ is laying out the job description and not fluffing this thing up at all. Yeah. Like he's saying, look, you're lambs, you're cute, and you're kind, and you're going to go out to the wolves who kill and tear and destroy. It's like, let me be honest, guys. Wait, what? This is what you're signing up for. Right, right. And there's all kinds of times Jesus would say, hey, in life you're going to have trials and tribulations. Being a Christian is going to be really hard. It's going to be really inconvenient. Mm-hmm. When you tell other people the gospel, some people are going to reject you. Uh, Some people are going to attack you. Some people are going to call you oppressive, a bigot, all these names that still are shed on us today. And so I just appreciate him being straight up like, hey, this is what's what you're going to expect. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why is I don't know if you guys listening have ever had um, kind of a bait and switch moment. I definitely have. My first job, I was laughing thinking about this, my first job when I was in middle school and high school, I'd wash cars and mow lawns. In a small town, you can put out like an ad in the paper and then people just reach out to you and say hey you know young man i'd like my my lawn mode or I like my car wash <laughs> but what was cool about it is at the time my friends are all working at subway for like six bucks an hour and washing a car and mowing a lawn i'm getting like 20 some dollars an hour so i had a good you're l- ripping people there no way because i did such a fine job of cutting their grass and washing uh, and waxing their beautiful car i believe it i believe it and so i had a good thing going well then after i washed a ton of cars the one of the mortuaries in town reached out and was like hey i'd like you you did a great job on my hearses and the lawn <laughs> i want to hire you and i was like okay like i'll wash your hearses like once a week and mow your lawn once a week and that was it that was the deal this guy, who was a great man, family friend, ended up having me like paint a wrought iron fence that wrapped around the building, <laughs> cleaning gutters out. I had to move a body once with him. Uh, I was like, dude, time out. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, you know? I'm 16, like, and I'm looking at my friends across the street playing basketball, and here I am painting some wrought iron fence for eight bucks an hour. It's like, I didn't want to do this. I was making good money before. <laughs> And anyways, this is the biggest, like, here's your job, wash my cars and cut my grass, too. Now you're going to be dropping off <laughs> obituary cards to every business throughout Pella, and it's going to take me, like, five hours to do, getting paid eight bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour. So anyways, as I read Luke 10, I was laughing because I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, that was so nice of you to be like, hey, guys, it's going to be great. Go out there and tell them about me. <laughs> they come home crying and bleeding and they didn't accept us, Jesus. Jesus is like, no, you're a lamb. There are wolves out there. This is going to be hard. And so a word for you and me today is when you are feeling the Lord invite you to share the faith, share your story, talk about Jesus, share the gospel, you might be intimidated, might be uncomfortable. It was the same way for the disciples when they went out in Luke 10. 
Jesus is saying, <laughs> you're going to get rejected, and and that's just part of the deal. But here's your job description. Are you willing to sign up for it? Mm-hmm. And so I think you can chime in because as the story <laughs> continues, you were bringing up a few points too, right, about the yeah. peace and you're supposed to go to different houses. and Yeah, because in this, Jesus is kind of laying out the specifics of how to do this. So like Clark said, you know, you don't bring your sandals, don't bring your bag, don't bring... <laughs> oh, and so literally, you know, bring your comb and get on the road and you're going to stay with other people in I'd their bring homes. bring toothbrush. Right. So just pack. Yeah, you would need to do that. You yeah. would. <laughs> I care about my hair, but you got to have good breath. And, no one's uh, listen to you. They get to the verses, uh, Jesus gets to verses five and six, and it sounds like this. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking. This is verse seven. Whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. <laughs> and I love this part. Do not move around from house to house. In the message version, it says, don't move around from house to house looking for who has the best dinner. Just if somebody <laughs> invites you in and they're a man of peace, then stay yeah, there. Hey, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I'm here. I'm, it's James. I want to talk to you about Jesus. By the way, what are you having for dinner? I heard your Alfredo was real good. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're having fish and chips? Right, I'm going to move along. Sorry about that. So just a little tidbit there from Jesus too. But what stuck out to me was that line, if a man of Hmm. peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Um, And I just kind of felt the phrase, uh, protect your peace, lift from the text there. And how, you know, in our day-to-day, we'll be... Um, well, for me, I'll speak for myself. I'll, I'll be with my kids. I'll be kind of picking up and dropping off and doing things like that. And, um, you know, there's moments where Clark's saying like, you can step in faith and you feel the Holy Spirit nudge you and you, you move to maybe extend or, um, extend your peace or extend a blessing or, um, just move into something that might be new or uncomfortable. And, uh, sometimes it's not received. And so here, what what we're understanding, because even later in verses 11, when they're kicking the dust off their shoes from literally a whole town that doesn't accept them, uh, that's okay. You don't need to take that personally. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to add too, that when we hear our sermons and podcasts and stuff, oftentimes we'll try to highlight the testimonies of people who have received the gospel and who have decided to follow Jesus. That's awesome. But know that there's also many times Pastor Ken, myself, Bobby, whoever else ha- have shared the faith and invited people to church and just got to know. Yep. I remember we're talking to a guy at the gym, you know, years ago, and I was prepping that soil. I was praying over him, just checking in and not putting in front of him. And finally, I got him to, hey, let me buy you lunch. And let's catch up because he told me he was an atheist. So we sat down and he had his questions, and I've been praying for this guy and. Like we had a good conversation. I felt like I answered his questions like in a God honoring way, a biblical way, even a way that makes like logical sense. And at the mm-hmm. end, he was just like, "Yeah, thanks for lunch, man. I'm not buying it." I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Mm-hmm. And that that happens. That happens. Um, and so, don't so, be discouraged. It happens to all of us. I think that's part of protecting your peace, though. Is uh, you know, peace is something that is uh, given unto the Lord, and we can cultivate that uh, with mm-hmm. uh, a light because of a life with him. Yeah. And so it's, you know, not something that we just want to, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like throw haphazardly out to the wind, but it's actually being cultivated. We can protect it. And you know what? We can say, okay, you know, God bless you and go to the next house. Um, Because what we see is in this journey. So Clark, you pointed out how, you know, they're going to be sheep among wolves and, you know, how they come back like, Jesus, you didn't tell us this. Well, he did. He did tell you that. But what's really interesting is in verse 17. And how do they come back? They come back with joy. They come back with like stories and they come back with joy about how, what the things that they've, they've seen, things that they've done. And so one of the things Jesus kind of rebukes them here, but that in itself is just interesting that they, the 72 returned with joy. Like, okay, you've been, you know, rejected, spit on, you know, be, you know, not, not allowed in certain locations and you're returning with joy. So (laughs) praise God for that. And then Um, I'm going to read to you in the message version, verses 18 through 20. And it talks about what Jesus is getting here when the disciples are saying like, you know, we have this authority. We saw demons um, get sent out and submit to your name. And so Jesus speaks to them uh, right now in verses 18 through 20. Jesus said, I know I saw Satan fall a bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you safe passage as you walk on snakes, that sounds like Genesis, and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, the great triumph is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. And so, you know, the disciples are saying like, look what we did. You know, this is what happened. And Jesus is saying, You're, we're, we got to revisit. We're missing it here. It's actually, you know, a life submitted unto the lordship of Jesus, me and, and God, the father, that you're even able to do these things. You know, that's why I didn't send you out um, with a staff. That's why I didn't send you out because because you you would protect yourself and God's saying I, I'm doing that yeah. I'm protecting you from the evil one and 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 beyond that and many more things and so it's it's one of those things that kind of sounds like what you hear later on that to lose I'm sorry to gain your life you need to lose your life and how that doesn't make sense and Jesus is saying that here it's not your authority that you're walking in it's actually your submission to me mm-hmm. and my authority over your life. And it's my yeah. authority that's the best thing for you. So let's rejoice in that. And I would just add <laughs> at the end of that verse you read in verse 19, it, he says, and you'd be able to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Pay attention though, because what happens to Jesus? Right. Physically, he's harmed. What happens to Peter? Sure, physically, point. he's harmed. Paul, physically, he's harmed. So when he's saying nothing can harm you, is saying the most important part about you is your heart and your mm-hmm, soul. Mm-hmm. And God will protect that and will not let evil or demons torment you if you're in Christ and Christ is in you. And so that's a huge takeaway. I think oftentimes we're like, well, if I it's follow Jesus, yeah. then nothing can harm me. I'm going to have a great, fluffy, fuzzy, exciting life where he just said, no, when you go out, it's going to be difficult. Right. There's wolves out there. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify that one point a little bit. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I think that's all I have on my end. Yeah, the rest of the chapter is jam-packed too. I mean, you're going to be blessed finishing it up. We could talk, you know, for Mary and for Martha, so long. the yeah. parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, so finish up chapter 10. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, you guys. God bless you today and your weekend. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.